Are you lost in the chaotic whirlwind of day-to-day busyness? Do you yearn for a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in your life? Welcome to Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose, the podcast dedicated to empowering women on their journey of self-discovery and finding their true purpose through their own story. I'm your host, Brenda Simmons. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose podcast. I have been listening to a an audiobook. I love listening to nonfiction audiobooks. And this one I heard about, I actually heard about the story of this girl. And I once I heard her story, I was I thought, oh my gosh, I totally need to listen to her autobiography. Her name is Emma Carey, and perhaps you've heard of her story. I had never heard of it before, and um, let me tell you, her autobiography is well worth the time taken to read or to listen to, but it's called The Girl Who Fell from the Sky, and I will make sure that I, I post a link in the show notes to this, but what happened to Emma was she was 19 or 20, I can't remember, but young, and this happened maybe 10, between 10 and 15 years ago, and she went on a big trip to Europe. And when she was in Switzerland, she decided with her friend that they would go and do some skydiving. And so it was the tandem ones where you've got the instructor hooked on your back. Well, something happened. Well, they they went up into a helicopter to get the height and they, but it was really cloudy that day. So the helicopter didn't go as high. And the instructor, typically they wear an altimeter, but this day he did not and didn't realize that they weren't going up as as high because of the cloud cover. So they make the jump and they, you know, he, the instructor didn't deploy the parachute on time. Well, by the time that he did, at the exact second, like it, and it was the exact second, the um the the spare parachute deployed as well and so both parachutes got entwined and it actually was choking the instructor and so he had no idea what was going on but they plummeted all the way to the earth and miraculously both of them survived now if you can imagine she landed face first on the ground with her instructor on her back so she's effectively smashed on on between the ground and her instructor and anyway her story is all about not just the accident but how she came back from it not only did she survive but she learned how to walk again which was totally amazing even though she she technically is a paraplegic because she has lost all the feeling in um from her waist down but she has been able to to walk so I was really inspired by her story of resiliency and all of the difficult things that she had to go through. Well, at one point in this journey, she's in the hospital in Switzerland and her instructor had just refused to see her, wouldn't talk to her, wouldn't let any visitors come in to see him. And she was feeling really bad because she wanted to let him know that, hey, I'm I'm alive. I'm grateful. I'm alive. I'm going to be okay. And she was being discharged from the hospital. And she, that was the one thing that she really wanted to do. And and she asked if she could go see her flight instructor and they said, no, well, turned out that he got wheeled into her room and said one thing to her. He said, 
you have to heal your mind before you heal your body. And then he turned around and went away. That was the only thing. He wouldn't let her talk to him. He, that was just the one message, but she really took that to heart, you know, and, and really thought, okay, what, what do I need to heal in my mind before my body heals? And, and so she, she really makes an effort to do this. And I really love what this instructor said to her because it's so, so applicable. You know, when, when we've got healing to do, we have to do it from the inside out. And it, this can be not just the big trauma, traumatic events like what happened to Emma Carey, but it can be simple things too. I've got a good friend who decided that, you know, she knew she needed to lose some weight, but she decided that rather than starting with the physical training and all that stuff, she was going to work on her mind. And so she put the effort into for two or three years, it, it took her this long to, to do this, but she worked really, really diligently on clearing out all of the negative clutter and the, and the things that were holding her back from believing that she was a thin person and believing that she was beautiful. And, and so by the time she got to the point where she was ready to work on her physical appearance, she already knew what she was going to look like because she had worked on it for so long. And she told me that really she felt like she was in the wrong body. And at this point it was just making her the, the inside of her be the same as the outside of her. And so, and she was able to remove that weight and, and, keep it off. And I just, I love that journey of really working on, on the inner blocks and the inner turmoil that happens so much that prevents us from, from healing our bodies. And, and, and again, that healing could look like anything. So, but if you really think about that, you know, you think, okay, well, how do you do that? Right. And the thing to keep in mind is it is so individual because everybody has experienced different traumas. They've had have different mindsets. They have you know, different experiences growing up that, you know, have are ingrained inside of their brain. And so there isn't a one stop cure all for healing your mind. There are a lot of different things that you can do. I'm going to share with you three things that I think generally people, I think all people can do them that will help, but just keep in mind that there are many more and these are general. And if you need to get into specifics, then, you know, work with a mentor, a coach or therapist, you know, if you need to and, um, and spend the time working on yourself to get to where you, you know, where you know what you need. So the first thing that I think people can do to help to heal their minds is to express. Right? Now, it's not the expression, you like a facial expressions. This is the like expressing like um, oil from an olive oil, like that, that express, right? The A-X-P-R-E-S-S. So it's to get things out of you, right? And so you want to just remove the clutter out of your body. And there's lots of different ways that you can do this. And really what you're removing a lot of times is negative emotions. Sometimes you just, you've got to just, you've never felt like you just need to get things out, right? 
Sometimes it's just talking with people. There's lots of different things that you can do sometimes. So I'm going to give you a list of different things that you can do to get these, this clutter out of your body. So you can use sound, right? You can yell, like make a noise, right? Yell, hum, sing. This is a vibrational expression. Like you're, you're getting that, those vibrations out. You can throw rocks. So you go from being, you know, throw something really heavy to, you know, lighter and lighter and lighter. You can, and this is very symbolic of, you know, throwing out all of the really heavy things and then getting to where you're, you're throwing the, the lighter internal weight that you are carrying around. You can talk to a friend, you can write it out in your journal, you can walk it out, you know, and talk while you're walking. So it's just, you're venting, you can pray, you can meditate, you can visualize, you can do art, you can clean or organize, you can be destructive. Like I've known people who will go to a thrift store and buy plates and they'll, they'll find a place where they can just throw it and, and destroy something. You can do intense exercise. So all of these are different ways to express the clutter that will build up in, inside of you that is emotional clutter. Is there a right or wrong way? Is there one that speaks more to you? You know, I think it just depends on the moment. You know, the more that I do this, the more I am become more in tune to what I need in the moment. Sometimes I need to meditate. Sometimes I need to do intense exercise. You know, sometimes what I really need is just to write in my journal. And so it's just being in tune to what your body needs in the moment. Go with that. So listen to your body and listen to what it needs in order to get rid of the clutter that you're dealing with. So that's number one is, is to express, to get those emotions out of you. Number two, in, and you may think that this isn't a, a different one, but I stand by this. Number two is to make and to keep goals. So, and it doesn't matter what goals they are. I mean, it could be as simple as my goal is to get out of bed today. Like if you are making a goal and you are keeping that goal and you are putting forth all of your effort to do that, then that is a good goal. It doesn't matter how simple or complex it is. So I've got a mentor. I've taken several of his classes. I love listening to this guy. His name is Kirk Duncan. And he said this about goals. People who set goals are cleaning up their mind, cleaning up their past, cleaning up their life, because as they set the goals and work through them, they are cleaning out their blocks. And I love this. I totally believe that this is true because as I have worked through my own goals, it's just interesting how things will come up when you're working on a goal and you'll go, why can't I get this done? You know, what is it that is stopping me from doing this? And, and sometimes it's, you know, you've got this internal turmoil that, that needs to be cleaned out and, and, or we've got a, a mindset block. You know, maybe you want to do something, but in your brain, you don't think that you can. And so you've got to overcome that mindset. And so as you work towards your goals, you're going to, number one, learn what your blocks are. And then number two, work towards clearing them out. So I challenge you to start making goals if you're not doing that. And if you are making goals, make sure that you are working towards them a little bit every day. It doesn't have to take a whole lot of effort. 
but consistency is the key. So number three is to face what is hard. And this can be hard, right? Because who wants to look at the things and deal with the things that hurt, you know, and so many times what we want to do is to buffer, you know, we want to, you know, eat that pint of ice cream or, or binge Netflix or, you know, do whatever to avoid dealing with the things that hurt. Now, Emma Carey in her book, once again, she, she talks about this and she says, do hard things for your heart. It's how you keep your heart from being hard. And I love this phrase as well, just as much as the first one. And this was speaking from her own experience, you know, how she couldn't shy away from the physical therapy and the mental turmoil that she went through of, of dealing with such a, a difficult challenge. And she concluded though, that boy, if you just face those hard things, it makes it so that you rise above them. And, and I think that's what she means by making, you know, if we don't do that, that it making our, our heart be hard. I think when we, when we get too much into our troubles and we, we start to think that, you know, the world is out to get us and we start to have thoughts that are very victim mindset set that come from a victim mindset. And this is a very, very dangerous place to be. But if you, if you really face those difficult things, maybe it's a fear, maybe it's a physical challenge, whatever it is. And it can, again, it can be something small. If you're, if you're having a hard time getting out of bed, it can be that simple. Uh, and, and honestly, I have faced days like that when I just, my goal was just to get out of bed and it was hard, but I faced it. And I did it. And pretty soon, if you if you're doing this long enough, you start to build an emotional resilience and emotional strength so that when you're faced with similar situations, you have the fortitude inside of you to not let it last as long or not let it stick. And so you don't you don't go down the, the dark tunnels like um, at least. I don't, I'll speak from my own experience. I don't go down the dark tunnels that, that I used to because I have made a point to face the hard things. Facing the hard things also helps us to develop problem solving skills. It gives us evidence that we can succeed. And those are, those two work, work in tandem. You know, if, if we are looking at solving the problems and looking at different ways of doing that. And then we do, it helps to us to have those wins every single day. And, and again, start small. If it's super overwhelming to face something hard, start with what am I going to eat for dinner? You know, start super, super simply. Don't make it too difficult. This is a skill that you have to develop. And when you do, it will get you outside of that victim mindset. It will give you the evidence that you can succeed and that you can overcome. And so I, I just think these are three super, super key things to do when you are looking at healing your mind. And honestly, everybody needs to heal their mind <laughs> That's it because we're human and we have experiences that hurt 
and we have challenges and things that are hard. But if you don't shy away from those experiences and you you take them on and and you deal with them in a way that is healing, that you can heal not only your mind, but also your body. So I hope that this was helpful to some of you. I truly speak out of experience with this. I've, I have just found that healing your mind is so, so important, and it is very much related to healing your body. And I just hope you remember that. And until next time, just remember that your purpose is in your story. Take care. Celebrate your dreams, let them take flight, for you are a star, shining bright in every step.